I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Good morning, Town. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. Goodness, I love traveling. I don't mean for this to sound like gloating, though there may be no way for it to sound otherwise, but I don't mean it this way. I can honestly not believe how much this experience is changing me as a person. In just the last few days, I've been to Alnwick to visit Barter Books, which is amazing, Jesmond to visit Jesmond Dean, and now, which is a really beautiful park, and now as I write this script, but not as I perform it, obviously, I am sitting in a cafe in Durham after having visited the Durham Castle where they filmed various scenes from Harry Potter. The castle in Alnwick, by the way, was another Harry Potter location. And for those in our Stoic Movie Club, you might get excited about that, but I'm being honest when I say that I had no idea that there were Harry Potter castles in these places I was going. They just happened to be everywhere, apparently. If there's a castle in the UK, it was apparently in the Harry Potter franchise. So hashtag unexpected Harry Potter. Anyway, it is really something to see how things work in other places, and if I'm being honest, if I could always stay with friends or in cheaper hostels, I could travel full-time. It really isn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be, again, with the caveat that you have someone to stay with, because obviously hotels and Airbnbs, that's way too much money. And that idea is very tempting, but I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. I'm having a blast. I wish you were here. Also, this upcoming weekend is the workshop we've been talking about for a few weeks now. We've got 20 spots left out of a total of 50, and I would encourage you to make the $16 investment to experience one of our monthly workshops so that you can find out whether or not you like them, and you may find that you do. And doing a $16 a month workshop may end up being a really nice in-between for those of you who are a little bit past self-study, you want a little bit of guidance, but aren't ready for formal mentoring. So learn more at actualstoicism.com. All right, here is today's meditation. It's from book one and it's meditation 14. And if I'm wrong about that, I will make a notation. It might be 15, but I think it's 14. From the gods that I had good grandfathers and parents, a good sister, good masters, good domestics, loving kinsmen, almost all that I have, and that I never, through haste and rashness, transgressed against any of them, notwithstanding that my disposition was such as that such a thing, if occasion had been, might very well have been committed by me, but that it was the mercy of the gods 
to prevent such a concurring of matters and occasions as might make me to incur this blame. That I was not long brought up by the concubine of my father, that I preserved the flower of my youth, that I took not upon me to be a man before my time, but rather put it off longer than I needed, that I lived under the government of my lord and father, who would take away from me all pride and vainglory, and reduce me to that conceit and opinion that it was not possible for a prince to live in the court without a troop of guards and followers, extraordinary apparel, such and such torches and statues, and other like particulars of state and magnificence, but that a man may reduce and contract himself almost to the state of a private man, and yet for all that not to become the more base and remiss in those public matters and affairs, wherein power and authority is requisite. That I have had such a brother, who by his own example might stir me up to think of myself, and by his respect and love delight and please me, that I have wonderful children, and that they were not born distorted, nor with any other natural deformity, that I was no great proficient in the study of rhetoric and poetry, and of other faculties, which perchance I might have dwelt upon, if I had found myself to go on in them with success, that I did by times prefer those by whom I was brought up to such places and dignities, which they seemed unto me most to desire, and that I did not put them off with hope and expectation that, since that they were yet but young, I would do the same hereafter, that I ever knew Apollonius and Rusticus, and Maximus, that I have had occasion often and effectually to consider and meditate with myself concerning that life which is according to nature, what the nature and the manner of it is, so that as for the gods and such suggestions, helps and inspirations, as might be expected from them, nothing did hinder, but that I might have begun long before to live according to nature, or that even now that I was not yet partaker and in present possession of that life that I myself, in that I did not observe those inward motions and suggestions, yes, and almost plain and apparent instructions and admonitions of the gods, was the only cause of it, that my body in such a life hath been made able to hold out so long, that I never had to do with Benedicta and Theodotus. Yes, and afterwards, when I fell into some fits of love, I was soon cured, that having been often displeased with Rusticus, I never did him anything for which afterwards I had occasion to repent, that it being so that my mother was to die young, yet she lived with me all her latter years." that as often as I had a purpose to help and succor any that either were poor or fallen into some present necessity, I never was answered by my officers that there was not ready money enough to do it, and that I myself never had occasion to require the like succor from any other, that I have such a wife, so obedient, so loving, so ingenuous, that I had choice of fit and able men to whom I might commit the bringing up of my children, that by dreams I have received help, as for other things so in particular how I might stay my casting of blood and cure my dizziness, as that also that happened to thee in Cajeta, as unto Chryses when he prayed by the seashore, and when I did first apply myself to philosophy, 
that I did not fall into the hands of some sophists, or spent my time either in reading the manifold volumes of ordinary philosophers, nor in practicing myself in the solution of arguments and fallacies, nor dwelt upon the studies of the meteors and other natural curiosities. All these things, without the assistance of the gods and fortune, could not have been. If there ever was a meditation that proved a belief in God of some description was present in traditional Stoicism, it is this one. Marcus is thanking none other than the gods in this meditation, and he's thanking them for a lot, like a lot, a lot. He says that nothing, none of what he feels he's fortunate to have, and I think this encompasses the previous meditations of this book as well, could have come to pass by mere happenstance, could have come to pass without the direct intervention of quote-unquote the gods. First, it's worth mentioning that Marcus was very much a student. He wasn't a teacher of Stoicism. We reference him frequently in contemporary times, and we do that because he's such an incredibly practical example of what it looks like to have a Stoic practice, and of course because he was an emperor, so we're lucky to have these writings of his preserved. But there are better ancient Stoics to take your Stoic teaching from than Marcus. He was not as fit a teacher as, say, Musonius or Chrysippus. In fact, because he's such a great practitioner, he's probably not even someone whose writings you should interact with until you can view them from the outside, so to speak, until you're a student like him and can engage with his imperfect understandings along with him as a student yourself. Now that kind of flies in the face of this podcast because I started with Marcus Aurelius, but you know, we're all learning here myself as well. And I think this is why I started to introduce Seneca's letters and other things that we talk about on the show now. And that is one of the reasons I'm so glad now, a year and a half later almost, that I started with Marcus because this has been his greatest gift to me personally, me personally. That as I've learned, and no doubt as you've learned, I've learned that he's wrong about a few things, and I feel like I understand him more and myself more, that we are both imperfect people, or he was in his case because he's dead, (laughs) trying our hardest to get this right. But whether we're an emperor or a podcaster, we are going to get it wrong sometimes. And that is both humbling and empowering, and I'm wondering maybe how you feel about that if you want to jump in our Discord and talk about that because I feel it pretty strongly. Now, having said that, is Marcus wrong about the gods? And I guess what I'm getting at here is, is Marcus really talking about God? Because there's a lot of conversation about this in contemporary Stoicism. We're always trying to secularize it and say things like, well, they didn't talk about the gods that much or God that much. To be honest here, I think it's hard to say. I don't believe that Marcus believed in Zeus or Jupiter, his Roman equivalent. At the same time, he did believe that the universe was an animal. As I've said before, the Stoic God is the universe, so Marcus absolutely believed in a God, as all the ancient Stoics did. And that means that Marcus specifically viewed the planets as part of that animal, and if the universe is sentient, which it is in Stoicism, then the planets are by extension sentient. The planets are, of course, in Roman mythology, the actual gods of the pantheon from the perspective of the Roman citizen. And when I say the pantheon, I mean the Roman mythological pantheon. So Jupiter isn't just a planet, it's the god Jupiter. So did Marcus believe in Jupiter? Like a personified mighty god gazing down on him from the universe? No, 
Absolutely not. But he did believe that the universe was sentient, and he was a Roman who was exposed to the Roman mythological, what we call mythological now, pantheon from birth. So he would have had this strange amalgative view, I think, of what God was. The planet was part of God, God as the universe, but not the god Jupiter slash Zeus. So the planets were gods in a certain way, or they were all parts of the same god. I would admit that I'm still confused by this. So if you're thinking this is confusing, yeah, I totally agree with you. But Marcus does seem to have believed in the gods, just not how other Romans or normative Romans at the time would have. So these gods, these individual bits or celestial structures like planets are as part of the whole capable of or directly responsible for the providence of Marcus's life as he sees it anyway. Now, you're going to need some time to digest this one, I think. So let's leave it there. Don't forget to check out actualstoicism.com for our upcoming workshop. It's this weekend, the 20th, if I'm not mistaken. And Kai and I would love to see you there. It is live. And if you can't attend it live, that's cool. You can get the rewatch. It's included in the cost of admission, let's say. Anyway, thank you for listening today. And until next time, this is me from England saying take care. 